You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is After Buzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's After Buzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. Let, let it build up. Let it build up. Let it build up. Here it comes. Yeah. 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 The best new entrance theme in the WWE right now. Wade Barrett has got it going on. Wait, wait. Here it comes. Yeah. Boom. Welcome to another edition of Main Event After Buzz. We're brought to you by Bing. Bing is for doing. And we're here doing another Main Event After Buzz. Welcome, everybody. People out here call me professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg. I'm here holding down the fort, but as always, not holding it down alone. I got my great team across the desk from me. First off, Mr. Cameron Cash. Boom, 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 boom. What's up, my sexy people? I'm wearing my $250 solar watch, baby. It goes all night long. It has no batteries. And I also got my Triple H necklace that I wore in the Cracker Jack box, baby. <laughs> This thing's beautiful. Feel it, feel it, Carl. Feel it, feel it, feel it. <laughs> and speaking of, right next to him, the lovely Cora Takei. How are you, my dear? I'm good. I have my $20 Target watch, and I'm doing splendid. Yes! All right! And yeah, we are here to talk about WWE Main Event for the week of May 29th. This week, hailing from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Boom! I just love this music. So, this is like pump like go to the gym music like this is like the pump you up music i, know. I freaking love it um and we we get wade barrett in our first matchup of the night here main event but before we get into that match i think i think it'd be nice of us to talk about our brand new main event announce team that we have the the dynamic trio apparently somehow i hope it's just for this josh episode. matthews the miz and ricardo rodriguez mm-hmm. this was another what one the of hell was this I don't know, man. It was like the Three Stooges. What in the blue hell, as The Rock would say. I mean, uh, we had former porn star Ricardo Rodriguez, a.k.a. The Extra, oh, back in the day. <laughs> then the Spanish announcer. Now he's an English-Spanish-I don't know what his accent is going. He's like on and off commentator. I don't like it. How do you guys feel about him speaking Spanish? Well, you know, like overall... I'm f- I'm perfectly fine with them having Josh Matthews on comment if they want him to commentate main event instead of Michael Cole. I'm fine with mm-hmm. that. But again, Miz, I've never been huge. Your necklace is clanging into your microphone. I was wondering what that was. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> your Triple H Cracker Jack necklace. <laughs> there we um, go. I just put it uh, next all to right. chest. We're here. hiding it for now. Yeah. Um, Proceed. The, 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 the Miz. <laughs> as I was interrupted by the bling. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the Miz, you know, he's apparently not going anywhere in main event for some odd reason for commentary. Whatever. I mean, he's not a bad commentator. It's just we've talked about it before. I don't understand why a current wrestler should be on mm-hmm. commentary. But does this WWE really have absolutely no faith at all in Tony Dawson, Scott Stanford, Matt Stryker, and William Regal? 
because like apparently, why not bring one of them to do main event? And apparently not. Apparently not. And you know, it got me back to thinking about the good old WCW days. You WCW know, days. WCW. You know, I really miss Tony Schiavone. What happened to him? I mean, right after WCW went defunct, he just like he just like exited the building, went to the heavens. Bring back that man. Vince McMahon's got to give him two million. Five million, how much, it, whatever it takes. We need some good commentators for main event and SmackDown. This is just a public outcry. I don't mind SmackDown <laughs> with Cole, Josh Matthews, and JBL. But yes, main event needs something new. I mean, if you want to do Josh Matthews and bring up William Regal, or Matt Stryker and Tony Dawson, or, you know, some type of combination. Or Tony Schiavone. Or maybe even Tony, who knows? Who knows what Tony Schiavone is up to these days? I mean, if they're not confident enough in their commentators. I know a guy that they should be confident in. I mean, he's a guy that's been working in commentary for about seven and a half years now, and he's known around the state of California for his commentating. I'm just saying... Cameron Cash. Cameron Cash. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm saying. But yeah, so controversy there. But so yeah, um, I'm sorry. I kind of, I kind of went off a little bit. I didn't really answer your question about Ricardo. Okay. Um, Ricardo Rodriguez. There were some parts when he did the comment today that I actually, I don't think were bad. The thing is, he's his voice isn't as weird as it sounds. Like obnoxious enough to really be a commentator. Um, You know, like his voice really has to stick out. And Mm -hmm. I mean, unless he's you know holding. The note, like he does for Alberto Del Rio, his voice really doesn't stand out to an extent. Like he doesn't have a punch, right? Exactly. But then on the other hand, then all of a sudden, you know, he's throwing the different Spanish in, which you know they're doing because obviously WWE has a huge Hispanic audience. So, like, all right, maybe we'll throw him on there to appease some more of like the Hispanic viewers that may not speak, like Spanish might be their secondary language. So he'll use Ricardo for the Hispanic influence. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if you want Ricardo on commentary, then you use him on the Spanish announce team. Totally agree with you. It just doesn't make any only, sense. Only because he's using the Spanish in the commentary. Right. If he's stuck right. with the English, then fine. Keep him on the... Absolutely. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. You got English and Spanish to, to mixing up all together. It gets you all convoluted. Convoluted Confused. indeed. Confoozled. Confoozled indeed. Mm-hmm. So that's our new commentary team for main event. We'll see how long that lasts. But meanwhile, we have... A fantastic matchup between two brawlers to start off main event where um, the bare knuckle brawler, Wade Barrett, who's got, like I said, the new music, which I absolutely love, taking on the Celtic warrior Seamus. And, oh, and by the way, this week Wade Barrett had the jacket but no shirt. No, so so this week we went with the jacket no shirt deal. You uh, know who knows what will happen next time. That's actually my favorite. I like the you know the jacket with, with the flower. That it always reminds with. me of Balrog from Street Fighter. It was like his finisher when you do that. We have and a Street Fighter sh- reference every week on this show. No, we don't. It's just every now and then. It's just every now and then. But I mean, uh, Corey knows she does that video game show, and she pe- definitely probably knows what I'm talking about. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I didn't see the relation until you mentioned it. Now you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And um, while the while the guys are entering the ring, we get a recap uh, from this past Raw where we had The Miz as a special referee during a match between Wade Barrett and Fandango where, of course, Miz got physical in the match, hit Skullcrusher finale and Wade Barrett, giving Fandango the win, which was all bouncing off to, from what happened this past SmackDown, mm-hmm. 
where if you listen to our main event after Buzz last week, <laughs> I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but what I said on main event last week was exactly what they did on SmackDown. Really? Wade Barrett interrupted Miz TV between Miz and Fandango. They had a match, the title match between Miz and Barrett. Fandango interfered and like and kicked Miz in the head, and then Barrett took out Fandango to set up the triple threat. And continue on Raw and continue here on Main Event. We got a little feud, a little triple threat feud for the IC Gold. And I am a fan of it. Well, bravo, Mr. Rosenberg. Be honest with you, man, I actually don't remember any of it. But uh, I believe you. (laughs) Take my word for it. Well, it's up on YouTube if you need to watch it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Or Hulu Plus. Um, We're not on Hulu Plus. SmackDown is. Oh, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So... So, like I said, this match, for the most part, was just really a slugfest back and forth. Um, Sheamus started off with a big shorthanded clothesline, which Barrett kind of got out of the ring to, you know, kind of recoup a little bit. And while he's trying to get back in, he walks by the announce table and just, you know, kind of eyeing Miz. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you know, I'm watching you. And Miz is like, hey, I'm a commentator tonight. I'm not getting in, you know, I'm not getting physical with you guys. I'm just here doing my job with the main event commentary team. Sucker. <laughs> Say it out of baby. <laughs> and we heard it. Sucker! <laughs> um, um once Barrett came back in the ring, Seamus kind of controlled him again until Seamus ran to the ropes, but Barrett followed him and clotheslined him over the top rope. And as Seamus landed, he started to hold his arms. Beard and Mike, he might have injured his arm a little bit while taking that clothesline. And then we come back from commercial, and Wade Barrett is constantly working on that said arm. Just just beautiful, you know, again, ring psychology. We talked about it a few weeks ago with Cesaro's yep, yep, ring yep. psychology. Wade Barrett doing it. Excellent in this match. You were just attacking that shoulder left and right. I mean, well, you know, one side of the shoulder and the tricep. Nah, it was some good ring psychology. Also, a beautiful elbow drop off the apron onto um, the mat, like the ring floor, the mat. Blah. Let me try that again. Outside of the ring. That's what I'm trying to say. It was all right. I didn't think it was that amazing, but it was all right. You don't really see many people do that. We've seen Bear do it, I think, like once before. I like it. It looks good. Okay. To me. Maybe not to you. Maybe it does to Corey. Maybe she's indifferent about it. I'm just reading that chat, and people are already rating this uh, this match. They're rating this match. All yeah. right, they're getting they're they're jumping ahead of the game. I love it. Well, what, what, since we you already mentioned it, what, what are they saying? Uh, you want me to say what they're rating? Well, you can give us a few of the ratings. We're still yeah. going to talk about the match uh, a little bit. Uh, Lions fan in the chat, he uh, he says I would rate this match a five out of five. It was wow. that good of a match. All yeah. right. All right, come on. Um, well, yeah, we um, at this point, you know, Barrett continuing to be in control. We have our second commercial break. Uh, Sheamus finally fires back with a nice-looking DDT. Um, you know, it's one of those older-school DDTs where, like, not a lot of jumping or flipping with it. It just plants him down, which, excellent. And we have, really haven't seen Sheamus do that in a while. And at this point, then, Ricardo started talking in Spanish because he was so excited. And speaking of DDT, mm. guess whose birthday is today? Whose birthday is today, sir? Jake the Snake Roberts. Well, happy birthday to Jake the Snake Roberts. Hopefully, we'll see him in the 2014 Royal Rumble because he wants to be in it. And the reason why I know that, people, is I saw it on Facebook. We're buddies. Believe Are it. Are you guys? Okay. <laughs> Believe it. The BFFs, when they see each other, they give each other a nice hug because Jake the Snake's rap is a good guy. You just better keep that cobra away from me. Please. <laughs> keep Damien away. 
Man, he must be like 95 now. That, that's Nick. Meanwhile, at this point, Seamus <laughs> locks on what is my favorite submission hold of them all, the Texas Cloverleaf, which, again, that's a move we really haven't seen much of on WWE TV in a while. Mm-hmm. Love that Seamus is trying to bring it back. And uh, Barrett, though, fights back, goes for the wasteland, but that's countered into white noise. But only um, – oh, I'm sorry. He didn't go for a cover there because then Seamus is starting to get wary because white noise is usually followed by the bro kick. He's setting himself up for it. But Barrett ducks out of it and hits his winds of change, but only gets a two count. Seamus, so continuing to fight back like the Celtic warrior he is, hits the Irish curse backbreaker again only for two. And Seamus starts to climb the ropes, but Barrett stops him and grabs him and hits the wasteland. We haven't seen Barrett hit wasteland in a long mm-hmm. time. That used to be his finishing move. He hits it. You think, this is it. We got a big mm-hmm. win here for the Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. One, two, no. Seamus kicks out. And then at that point now, Barrett's starting to gear up for the bull hammer. Seamus though gets out of the way and throws Wade Barrett between the ropes to send him up for those 10 clubs across the chest. But Barrett eventually gets out of it, pushes Sheamus into the turnbuckle, winds up for the bull hammer. But before he could swing his arm, boom, bro kick right in the jaw. Count one, two, three. Sheamus victorious in an outstanding brawl. This is not Seamus' music, but we're going to do a little jig anyway. It is kind of. <laughs> I mean, it works. It yeah, can work. I like it. This, yeah. is what, this is what Sheamus listens to after a victory. This, this, he has drunk. He has a pint, and he's just singing away. Maybe. Who knows? But, but yeah, so a nice brawl, a good 20-plus minute match. Again, again though, the Intercontinental Champion in a non-title match uh-huh. loses. However, just an outstanding, outstanding match. We heard one of our fans giving it a five-star rating. Yeah, and then we have another fan, Ryan, uh, who's always around, thank you, gave it a four-star. A four-star rating, always good. I'm curious because I want to go to our our harshest critic first, just so I can see, because, because, no, it's okay, you can take a a sip first. That's fine, he needs to prepare. He needs to salivate, he needs to salivate. That's right, that's right. So yeah, what did you think of this brawling match? No, no, nothing flashy, just a good fight. First, I gotta say I was really surprised, really, really surprised, particularly with Sheamus. You know, we were joking, calling him Shamu, but this man is no Shamu. I mean, this guy <laughs> is the Celtic warrior, and I was Celtic. presently Celtic. Celtic warrior. I always say Celtic. Always it's spelled the same. Yeah, it's spelled the same. But this guy really, really showed his stuff. I mean, it is, it is night and day compared to his performance with Randy Orton on that Raw after WrestleMania. It was beautiful. It was magnificent. You know, he tweeted on May 24th, They say you can't teach an old dog new tricks, but the hounds of justice always have something up their sleeveless sleeves. Well said, Mr. Seamus, because you had the bro kick versus the mule kick, the white noise versus the wasteland. You had all of these uppercuts, these kicks, these more kicks, the drops, the winds of change. I'm going to give this match a three and three, four stars. It was not bad for you. For you, that's That's good. For you, that's good. good. Corey, what do you think? I actually would give it uh, three and a half stars. Three and a half stars. I think that's a really good score. Cameron gave a match a higher rating than you. Has that ever happened before? That has probably never happened. So mark this day in history. No, it's happened. Has it? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. Really? I don't know. (laughs) But I tell you what, I'm giving this match a four stars. Because I thought it was outstanding. I thought, 
I thought they played off each other great. These guys, these guys always have good matches against each other. They were when Sheamus was the world heavyweight champion. They were in the process of starting to set up a big feud between the two of them. Mm-hmm. But then Wade Barrett dislocated his elbow on Raw in that battle royal, which uh, just obviously ruined everything for it because he was out for at least four, five months from that. But I mean, these guys can have these guys can put on a main event feud, no pun intended a main event feud and have main event caliber matches just like we saw here today i know you mentioned like when we were watching it it, it just looked like a brawl and that was, it was a, it was it was a flat out fight like i said no, i mean i like how you said that it's not like what we have we had a wasteland and we had the irish curse backbreaker those are pretty much like the only moves where people left their feet <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, like as far as I'm physically lifting each other and the winds of change, I mean, that's really it. But it shows you don't need to have all those different power moves or high flying moves to put on a great scientific match. Just good old brawling, yeah. working the arm, working the legs with the clover leaf, all of that. Excellent. Excellent now, match. Now, I've got to ask Kaori because I know it was all on our minds because visually it was unpeckable. Kaori, uh, lovely Kaori. Here, here we go. Uh, um, what do you think is more attractive, the tan man or the pale skin man? Is this like you versus Can- uh, <laughs> Christian? I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay out of this one. <laughs> I didn't even Go ahead. I didn't even Answer it if you dare. Uh, it, it depends on the man, I guess. Hmm? Fair enough. Depends on the man. Fair enough. How about now, you guys? Uh, what do you guys prefer? The man looks more I prefer, like I prefer uh, a lady with a little tan because I, I, I'm... Too pale enough as it is, and if and if there's someone matching my complexion, <laughs> that that wouldn't look well, wait great. Wait a second, Corey. If the man looks like Brock Lesnar versus another man that looks like Ricky Martin, uh, what would you choose? Ricky, Ma- Ricky really? Martin. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin. Ricky Martin wouldn't like me. So that is. You look why more like Ricardo Rodriguez hey, than Ricky see, Martin. I, I look like a straight Ricky Martin. What is that? A- any, you're making him. You're Nothing making us get off wrong. topic. Yeah, yeah. You're making us get off topic, let's Cameron. Get back on. I don't want the sirens to go off. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> and we're gonna segue from that to the recap um, from Raw, um, the latest, you know, the latest installment between Cena and Ryback, where we find out at Payback. We thought last week we were going to have an ambulance match, but it's not just an ambulance match. We are having the three stages of hell match. Fall number one will be a lumberjack match. Superstars will surround the ring to make sure that Ryback cannot run away Mm -hmm. like he has been in the past. And also means guys on the undercard are going to get a pay-per-view payday (laughs) this month, which is great. Good for them. We're going to see the primetime players on pay-per-view because they're going to be lumberjacks. (laughs) Well, that's good. I I, I would love to see. I mean, 3MB is going to be on a pay-per-view because they're going to be lumberjacks. Mm. (laughs) Yoshi Tatsu gets to be on (laughs) pay-per-view. Yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> but yeah, fall number two, we have a tables match. I love that. Where you can only win if you put someone through a table, have it go splat, have their body just broken in half through that wooden that object. That is my next move. I'm going to put someone through a table. That's very dangerous, though, people. The table, because you never know what kind of little things can ricochet in your face and like blood gushing out of your face. But that's the risk you take wrestling. I saw it, uh, Bo Cooper versus Ryan Katz, our very own. Bo yeah. Cooper almost injured himself. 
I think he did injure in himself. Fact, yeah, mm-hmm. I think he did. And I mean, that, that's the price you pay, actually. And our buddy Ryan Katz is currently um, getting all settled in in, or- in Orlando now in his in his new retirement home uh, from wrestling and after buzz. So, <laughs> but yeah, now um, fall three. If it gets to a third fall, where every three stages of hell match gets to a third fall. Hey, you never know. You never know. If they don't get the third fall, I will applaud this because that would be awesome. But if it get if it gets to a third fall, then we have the ambulance match, where the way to win is to get your opponent into the ambulance and shut the doors. Pretty much the equivalent of a casket match, just with an ambulance. If you think yes. about it. Yes, you're right. And in the end, Cena feels that he will be victorious. You know, you know. the more I think about this whole uh, ambulance kind of stipulation, the more I feel like it's a matter of convenience almost. It's almost like the wrestler is substituting as the EMT, the winning wrestler. You know, he's basically just strolling him in the EMT, doing the dirty work. It's like... Uh, it helps their payroll. How is that, uh, you know, uh, how is that, you know, aggressive? How is that uh, vim, vim and, uh, how is that, uh, you know, bad, evil? Because he's beating somebody so badly, put him into such submission that he feels that the only way that they will be able to breathe again and get back in that ring is if they get medical attention. So that's quite kind. Right, so then they could heal up so they can beat him again. And again. And again, and again, and again. Now, anyway, so we got the three stages of hell now for payback. Now I believe we got a tout. We do have a tout as well. Um, uh, we have actually a couple touts around this time. Uh, I believe our first tout is going to come from that Braden Superboy Williams. I think he's got something to say about about this ambl- uh, three stages of hell match, I should say. So okay. we're going to go ahead and get that tout loaded up. And as that's loaded up, we should also talk about that also on this recap, we saw Curtis Axel. Coming out as well, but let's get to this tout first. Or I think this tout is actually about Curtis Axel, and we'll get to the other one, which is the Ryback one. But yeah, we'll go ahead with this. Here we go. Man, Curtis Axel. Yeah, it's about Curtis Axel. I did not think that's who it was going to be whenever he showed him out there. Uh, Took me by a total surprise. But, uh, you know, the kid, he's still young, got a bright future ahead of him. You know, he's good, talented. Can't wait to see what he can do. All right, thank yeah, thanks for so much for that towel. Yeah, we're you, about to talk about Curtis Axel. Um, I mixed the two of them up. My bad. Uh, the one that talked about Ryback and Cena though was uh, at Ray Larkin. So go and we'll play that towel right mm-hmm. now, and then we'll start talking about Curtis Axel, which uh, oh, okay. Braden uh, Superboy Williams just talked about as well. So we'll get we'll get that other towel up too. Here he is. Here we go. Oh, here. Brock. He did his hair for us too. Nice. Cena that they did ten years ago in two thousand and three with Triple H. They have them keep winning and going bulletproof throughout the year and then have a couple of DQs and double countouts in the middle of all of it. He, he brings up a good point. He does. He brings up a good point. When, when Triple H was reigning supreme, you really never saw him lose. Often, and if he did lose, it was like controversial fashion, like a double countout or things of that nature. And that's what he's bringing up here based on their Extreme Rules ma- mm-hmm. or Last Man Standing match at Extreme Rules where there was no clear winner. Yeah. And now, you know, you cannot can't, technically almost kind of have the controversy. You can have the controversy with this three stages of hell match. So it makes a great point. I really love that, tout. Thank you, Ray Larkin. You know, it just gets me thinking, when Triple H had that whole thing going on, you know, winning every match, that's actually when I started tuning out for a brief period. It, I, it gets boring, you know. And... uh as much as I love Triple H, I'm wearing his bling, but, you know, I'm just saying the truth here. 
Yeah, I mean, again, uh, Cora, do you have any any thoughts with that as well? Or? Well, I mean, I just I just think same. I like I like his tout. Okay. It's a great tout. I think. It is a great tout. And by the way, you can all tout us at Emmy After Buzz if you would like to. Um, but yeah, so let's get back to Curtis Axel, which our first tout was kind of referring to, because we also had the recap of Curtis Axel taking on John Cena in the main event of Raw, where Ryback, you know, in the end, caused a distraction by driving the, well, not driving, he had the ambulance come out and then attack Cena from behind, thus giving Curtis Axel a count-out victory over John Cena. So in the last two weeks, Curtis Axel takes out Triple H and technically has a victory over John Cena. Mm -hmm. They are building this guy up, and I'm... I'm overall enjoying it because like it's, it. it's the young blood. They're bringing up young blood, and I applaud that. But you don't like it. Cameron doesn't like it at Absolutely all. Absolutely not, people. Absolutely not. And do you guys know why they bring up champions? Because chicks dig champions. That is true. And if you dig champions, you can help everyone here out at AfterBuzz TV by supporting us and going to SerialBuddies.com and downloading our movie, Serial Buddies. That's right. We have been working on this movie for three to four years, putting our sweat and our tears into this thing, and we try so hard to provide you guys with the best content that we can provide every week, Mm -hmm. every day, every hour, and we love you guys, the fans, and we love doing it. But we also just sometimes need you guys' help. Without commercials, it gets a little pricey around here. And the one way you can support us is by going to iTunes, going to SerialBuddies.com, and helping us out with this amazing movie. If you like Dumb and Dumber, if you like Dexter, it's a very hilarious comedy. Trust me, like it, it'll it'll knock your socks off. We got Christopher Lloyd from Back to the Future. We got Artie Lang, Kathleen yeah. Gifford. Seriously, we got an all-star cast of comedy brilliance and... It's, we even keep it like wholesale price for you guys because we want you guys to be able to see an amazing comedy like this. Mm-hmm. And it just means a lot to us. For every single download we see, it just means so much to us to know that our fans really support what we're all about here at AfterBuzz. And I know you guys have seen it too. Uh, Christian, you've we, seen the movie. We, 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 I think we all saw it when it was out in theaters. We actually had Gian Molina, one of the stars of the movie, on here at Main Event AfterBuzz on our very first episode. Yes. And yeah, it's a f- hilarious movie. You can find out more information of where you could purchase the movie if you go to SerialBuddies.com or you can follow them on Twitter at Serial underscore Buddies or our boss at Marie Menudos or, of course, at AfterBuzzTV TV. It's a Twitter. giant button. It is it a giant. Does, it doesn't get much easier than that. There's a giant <laughs> button on SerialBuddies.com. takes you right to the page to download it. And we're going to be watching it again. We just uh, we, we love this thing. We do. And, Stephen, might I say I love... Your little music that you played <laughs> while you got to talk about the music it was a nice little beat for you. Well, I, you I know, sometimes it. we want to be solemn, and sometimes <laughs> we want to beat home the point, like Seamus beat home the point to Wade Barrett in this match starting this main event today. Steven, how many stars would you give that match? I would give that match <laughs> four and seven-eighths stars. Whoa! Holy, holy yeah. my goodness! Oh, four my and seven-eighths, because <laughs> in that Steven. match... He was going to put him in a medical facility. That's true. In a medical, medical facility. All right. That so, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen, for, for that information. That was a public service announcement about that awesome movie, The Adventures of Serial Buddies, and right believe there. Believe it or not, I saw it twice. There you go. You saw it twice. Believe so it. funny, you had to see it twice. That's damn right. So nice to see it twice. That's the rhyme. Uh, <laughs> I messed up the rhyme for it. But, yeah. So, again, you... Yeah, we're, you, you, we were talking about you don't like Curtis Axel. Okay, yes, go. What? 
You said you weren't a fan of Curtis Axel. Clearly, that means you are. So oh, you're on my side. No, 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 no. I feel it now. I feel it. I feel it. I remember now. It's all come back to telekinesis. You like McGillicuddy, just not Axel? Uh, Michael McGillicuddy or Curtis Axel? You're confusing Axel. the issue. No, I know that's his uh, Or Joe Hennig. No, here's the, here's the problem, folks. Here's the problem. You know, this guy, uh, I've never seen him on WWTV before this. I didn't know who Curtis Axel was. I don't watch NXT, and that's a fact. Uh, but I do watch. Which is sad. You should. It's awesome. I'm sorry. I just I can't watch every damn WWE show and uh, TNA. Oh, I just can't watch it all. Don't say that. Okay, go on. What, what don't it say? say you can't watch them all because they're all great. That's why we do AfterBuzz. Okay. Well, I mean, I love them all, but right, I can't watch them all. Yeah, I got so much time in the day. I okay. love wrestling. But look here, folks. Um, you know, Antonio Cesaro, I think he should have been that man. Not not Curtis Axel. I mean, his name was originally supposed to be Kurt Axel, but they didn't want to make it sound like Kurt Angle, so then they made it called Curtis Axel. I mean, it just, it just doesn't sound good. I'm not a fan of the guy. Though he shares the looks of Mr. Perfect, he's not Mr. Perfect. And I just feel like it's not fair to the other wrestlers who have worked damn hard on main event. The Antonio Cesaro match has been absolutely fabulous. It's just not fair. Do you know, well, you know but it, hold on. Hold on before, I'm sorry, I cut ahead. you off. Curtis Axel's been in WWE longer than Cesaro. Yeah, but uh, he was in NXT, and to me, that doesn't count. So was Cesaro. Yeah, but I've seen Cesaro far longer in the actual WWE programming, not NXT, than Curtis Axel. I don't know. I mean, Curtis Axel has been around. He was in it. He was in the NXT TV show. He was part of the new Nexus. He that was a former tag team champion already, as Michael McGillicuddy. But they really needed to find something for him, and they finally did. I'm sorry, it doesn't count, man. Not in my opinion. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm on the fence with Curtis Axel only because I was hoping it would have been Cesaro. Uh, yeah, I know you were hoping so, it would be Cesaro. Is a developmental program. Yes, but Curtis okay. Axel. He's entertaining, I think. So far, so good. I'm not we'll saying he's not he entertaining. I just don't feel he deserves deserves it right now. I just don't think so. But I mean, makes, let's be lot? honest. The only reason why he's there is because his last name is Henning. I don't know, but obviously, does that help? Of course, it helps. If There's you're no third way generation, be, you don't uh, think you you don't Paul think he'd be new, uh, you don't think guy. he'd be a WWE superstar. You don't think he'd have the talent to be a superstar if he wasn't. Kurt Hennig's son. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I don't think he'd be Heyman's new guy if he wasn't uh, Hennig. Well, think about it. It's kind of the same way they hmm. brought up Randy Orton. Randy Orton started on developmental for a while. Then he was out there. Um, he just kind of floundered in a little bit. Didn't really do much. But then they turned him and they put him with Evolution with Ric Flair's backing about him being a third-generation wrestler. Very similar thing. But, only difference is Paul Heyman, not Ric Flair. But wasn't he in WWE for some time? Actually, the actual WWE programming? Not yes, same, same with Curtis Axel as Michael McGillicuddy. He was a tag team champion in WWE with David Otunga. On what show? On Raw. Wow. Well, I don't That's know. what I'm saying. Wow. They were tag team champions for a while. They had a whole angle with Jerry Lawler saying, you guys are boring. Wow. I don't remember. Wow. I'm saying wow now from that. I think, I think he's going to grow to like Curtis Axel. I think, I think some people are on the fence with him. I'm on the fence. You're like you. Yeah. You're on the fence. But I think he's one of those guys that will eventually grow. He actually, his wrestling style, the way he's physically working in the ring, honestly reminds me of a young Triple H. The way, just like the way he's working the ring. I mean, because again, he's not—he's not super flashy. He has a few signature mm-hmm. moves, but just just his pace and everything yeah. kind of reminds me a little bit of Triple H. Well, let me tell you something, Mr. Rosenberg. You got me there. You really did. And uh, you know, there have been some brief time lapses in my uh, wrestling uh, tenor of watching. But I will tell you this: regardless of if he was on WWE, NXT, whatever, 
I still feel that a guy like Cesaro, a guy who obviously has really been working it really, really hard lately, should have got that spot. Not him. Well, we're going to... I think oh, go that's, that's probably going to be a place for Cesaro anyway, somehow. I hope. Uh, we'll Please see. Listen to my plea. And we're going to get to Cesaro <laughs> shortly. But before we get to that, we need to talk to people about going on to iTunes and leaving, you know, if they agree or disagree with what we're saying about Curtis Axel or whoever, to leave us a comment. Give us a five-star rating. And most importantly, subscribe and tell friends about this and all the other great AfterBuzz programming because we do AfterBuzz Raw. We do AfterBuzz SmackDown. We also do the pay-per-views. And, of course, any of your other favorite television shows, if you watch it after buzz probably does it so go ahead and check it out and also make sure you like and leave comments on our youtube mm-hmm. page and again you're seeing our touts if you tell us at emmy after buzz about your thoughts if you have a question for any of us or a comment about what's going on wwe if we like it we're gonna post it case in point we've already seen a couple of them um during this broadcast so make I, sure you do that yeah please tell i get i get really excited when you guys tout Really happy it makes my day. And and and, sp- and speaking of kind of speaking of NXT a little bit, we then get a little. Um, well, we find out first on Friday in SmackDown we're going to have Randy Orton versus Dean Ambrose, but then we get a video package of the latest superstars to be coming up to the main roster from NXT. I'm so friggin' excited mm-hmm. that they finally get into Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Cannot wait. For these guys. Yeah. I mean, these people look like the Godwins. It's like a Duck Dynasty-esque. Does that Miz called them Duck Dynasty. But does anybody remember the Godwins, the spit bucket? The yeah, they were farmers. Yeah, but These guys kinda, aren't farmers. They may not They're be farmers, but they got the same kind of look. They may be a cult, but they could be farming some, you know, uh, uh, corn and uh, other things. I don't know about it. I mean, they, Bray Wyatt, formerly known as Husky Harris, has got this character down pat. He's a great wrestler. Uh, they're the two guys in the family. Um, Eric Rowan, he's the one with the big red beard. He's He's got a good look to him. He's still, I personally, in my opinion, still a little green. Mm-hmm. But with that character, they're currently the NXT Tag Team Champions, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper of the family. Luke Harper is vicious. He's got a powerful lariat, um, a JBL-type uh, clothesline from Hell-esque. So I'm really excited to see them come up. But we're going to have more recaps of them in the coming weeks. But now we got a recap uh, back from Raw when Chris Jericho challenged CM Punk um, in his hometown of Chicago at Payback, you know, to really decide who the best in the world is. And we actually have one more tout about that. And then we're going to get into our our thoughts of it. Um, We got a tout from at Killer Zach Attack. So he had his thoughts about this upcoming matchup between CM Punk and Chris Jericho as well. And they're, well, big, extreme close-up. All right. <laughs> Silencio. Oh, we don't have sound. You. Silencio. That's all right. We'll, we'll take care of yeah, that. Yeah, give me a second. Sound. No worries. So, yeah, again, we're getting, like, the recap from of, of Paul Heyman accepting the challenge on behalf of CM Punk to face Chris Jericho. But, again, it's kind of... We were talking about earlier, it's kind of recycling the same storyline that they used back in WrestleMania 28 of finding out who the best in the world is. I, I don't get it. I mean, it's like deja vu. I like to see these guys wrestle. These are two of my favorite wrestlers by far. By far. Mm-hmm. I love Chris Jericho and I love CM Punk. But it's just a regular singles match. And, uh, I mean, if you're going to have a rematch after so long, 
Well, why don't you, you know, put a hell in a cell stipulation? Inferno stipulation. Well, Something a, a little crazy. Isn't it nice to know that CM Punk's coming back? I mean, that's... Just... It's great to know CM Punk's coming back. Honestly, I really don't have a problem with it being a regular one-on-one match. We might, I think we got the tout ready, so we're going to hear the tout, and then we'll continue with we this. We don't have sound on the tout. The video doesn't have it, but he did okay. make a sign, and I want to show you guys that. Okay, so appa- apparently we have an issue with the sign, but yeah, there you go. He shows a sign that says Best in the World CM Punk. So clearly, he felt that CM Punk is going to win this match like he did at WrestleMania 28. And again, I... These guys can wrestle a million times, and I will never get tired of it because both of them are such phenomenal wrestlers. I don't mind if whether or not there's a, a, a stipulation in it. I don't mind whether or not there's a title. What I mind is they couldn't think of any other way to bring it back than bring up the same storyline. Because, I mean, Jericho just finished up his feud with Fandango. CM Punk has been gone since he lost to The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He- I- you could have brought things up of Jericho claiming Punk was embarrassed. I'm sorry, you were about to say something. I just wanted to point out something that one of the chat members said, and sure. I thought it was a good point. He's a uh, Lions fan again, says, I think they want Punk to... Oops, wrong one. I think they're... Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. You Wilson, got this? All right. I think they're setting up a CM Punk split from Heyman. Which they might be down yeah. the road. I mean, which is kind of a rumor that's been going around for a long mm. time now. Honestly, I mean, well, obviously we're we're still a few weeks away from payback, but I would not be surprised if, in typical heel fashion, CM Punk is not there and Curtis Axel wrestles Jericho at the pay per view. Let's see what happens. Well, let's see. Well, you know, seeing as we're saying what's going to happen or thinking about what's going to happen, yeah. you know, we talked uh, about the. I you you want to put a little wager yeah, on that, that, this that, with that's me? That's right, buddy. That's right. I'm a little and, afraid uh, about this. And uh, we're going to put cash on the line. You better believe it. Okay, we don't condone gambling. You must well, be 21 and up to, well, to gamble. Is, uh, but off is, camera, we might talk. Yeah, but, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you see, Cam and Cash came equipped today, people. I mean, you got Uh-oh. like the thousand dollar shirts you guys get and the Cracker Jack this. necklace. This is some high value. Whoa, money, he's got a dollar. He's got two dollars. Whoa, 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 you have dollar whoa, whoa. bills? I'm kind of worried of where you're going whoa. after this. He's sitting people, next to Corey people, people. with singles. <laughs> and I'm not, don't even think oh. I'm going to bet both of these. Make it rain! Whoa, 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 whoa. This dollar bill was minted in 2006. By the rate of inflation in our economy, this baby is worth $1.08. So you better believe that, man. And I'm going to put this on the line. <laughs> inflation makes dollars work worth less, not more. Uh, oh. A dollar and eight cents is worth that dollar now. Therefore, therefore, I will think about this offer and I will give you my answer next week. (laughs) Okay, man. I just wanted to build up (laughs) us. Go ahead. You get all all crazy, Sparky. But look, man. (laughs) But look, man. Uh, Okay, we'll say it's one dollar. (laughs) But I'm going to (laughs) bet. I'm going to bet. Where has the show gone? Chris Jericho is going to win this match. Chris Jericho is going to win the match. CM Punk is going to lose again. So you're saying Chris Jericho is going to be CM Punk. That's right. I just want to clarify. C- In case it's Curtis Axel, you automatically lose. No, forget about Curtis Axel. That doesn't exist right now. Okay. What we know right now is this Chris Jericho versus CM Punk singles match payback. I'm saying Chris Jericho is going to win. Fair enough. So you think CM Punk's gonna win? Can we talk about Cesaro yes. now? Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to Cesaro. <laughs> so we're gonna we'll I, see what happens to this dollar. But let's continue. <laughs> oh, my eyes on the prize now. <laughs> All right, but yeah, we we now we get back to action from main event where we have Justin Gabriel, who, as Cameron immediately pointed out, as soon as he ran out, in the same gear as he's always been mm-hmm. um oh and then josh matthew yells to ricardo hey ricardo it's the luchador 
I thought he was talking Justin, about calling Ricardo a luchador. Justin Gabriel's not a luchador. Justin Gabriel's not a luchador. Well, I know your voice like just like vibrated in my head. He was he was highly because offended. I, yeah, I am. I, mean, I think Ricardo would be should be offended by that statement. I mean, I think it was a joke. He's though, a high man. flyer, yes, but he's not a luchador. I think he was just trying to pull his chain. You know what he, I mean, maybe. And, and Josh Matthews. By the way, remember, Josh Matthews is supposedly trying to be a heel commentator on SmackDown now for some odd reason. And he's just straight face on main events. Forget about That's it. That's a whole nother Bring issue. Bring back Shivani. Let's talk about Cesaro. Bring Christian in. Rosenberg in. Anywho, speaking of someone who was changing his ring gear, we get Antonio Cesaro in just your basic blue trunks. He doesn't have, like, the rugby things on. He's not coming out with the beret or the shades or a T-shirt. No knee pads, your basic black boots. What? How generic can they make Antonio Cesaro look? Because that's he looked like the epitome of generic wrestler. Hey man, I loved it, and I'm gonna tell you why right now. First of all, <laughs> he looked like Bruno San Martino, and Bruno San Martino he did look like San Martino, the greatest World Wrestling Federation uh, Entertainment, whatever you want to call it, champion of all time by far, and that's my opinion. Second of all. Uh, you know, what I thought of, what I kept visualizing was this man is just, you know, he's just laying in bed at Motel 6 with the blue, blue trunks on. And mm-hmm. then Steven Seagal storms the building and then he has to run into the ring and he's running with his underwear. Because that's exactly what That's like. what's running through your mind. That's exactly Based what's running through outfit. my mind. I question your mind. If hey, that's man. the things that are running through it. Hey, he was cozying up with this lady at Motel 6 and they had that corn no, feature. No, he's not like that. But he had that <laughs> underwear on. In Kaori's mind, he's not at all like that. <laughs> but he had his underwear on and that's exactly what it looked like. He looked like he was wearing some beautiful blue Calvin Klein's like I'm wearing right now. <laughs> Kaori. Save this, please. I'm so what do, what lost. Do you, what just happened? Corey, right what do you what what do you think of the sudden change again? Like this is the second gimmick change in a month we've had I'm, for Cesaro. I'm not concerned about his outfit. I'm just concerned about watching him wrestle. So it didn't bother me. I thought it was fine. I okay. thought it was kind of cool, if anything. Well, this match was fairly quickly. Gabriel started on fire, hit a nice hurricane on the outside, but Cesaro powered back with a huge clothesline. And then Cesaro was constantly in this match locking on a sleeper hold, which we really haven't seen from him before. Like, you know, locked it on for a while, try to have Gabriel fight out of it. Uh, Gabriel, in his comeback, did hit a pretty cool uh, moonsault off the second rope where he lands on his feet into an inverted DDT, which, which did look very nice. Only got the two count, but then um, Cesaro locks on the sleeper hole again, pretty much has Gabriel out. The referee is getting ready to, you know, like raise the arms in typical sleeper hold fashion to see if the wrestler can continue. But before he can do that, Cesaro lets go of the hold, grabs and sets him up for the neutralizer, and that's it. A quick squash mm-hmm. victory for Antonio Cesaro against main events resident superhero Justin Gabriel. Hey, I thought it was great for Cesaro. It's still making him look like a superstar, which is all that matters right now. I don't, unfortunately, as much as Justin Gabriel is a great performer, I don't see him lasting much longer. He doesn't have a good story. He doesn't have good mic skills. He's a great wrestler, but I feel like he's just missing the glow. What? What? Uh, what can we do? Star ratings? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Oh yeah. yeah I'm gonna <laughs> give this one a uh, two stars. Aww. Two star from Cameron Corey. What do you think? I I would give it uh, three stars because why. Cesaro was in it. It was too short. Just, not be, no, not just come on. We need to elaborate more than Let just your dream boat I is thought, in it. 
I thought it was an enjoyable match. I thought it was good. It had some decent moves in it, and I was entertained the whole time. All right. Yeah, I think you know. You, I you think that's a so re- disappointing. No, 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 that, no. No, you gave an explanation. The explanation's fine. Hey, I just Cesaro, wanted an explanation for Cesaro it. Cesaro is yeah. a sexy man. I understand. Well, uh, aside from the sexiness, he, you know, there's a lot of power in that match. It was good. All right, I'm, I'm gonna give it two and a half. It was a decent squash mm-hmm. match. Um, there really wasn't a whole lot that stood out to me in it. The only thing that really stood out was the fact that Cesaro is starting to apply the sleeper hold into his arsenal now, which... Puts he to sleep? I liked how he... No, I'm not saying it puts me to sleep, but I mean, I think if you're going with a real old school attire now, now he's going to try to maybe throw some old school moves. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets rid of the neutralizer. I liked how he slapped Gabriel after he... he oh, after he won, he just he picked him up and slapped him in the face. <laughs> that was oh, That was wonderful. <laughs> So, yeah, and then we finally, from that, we have our last match of main event, which is a six-man tag team affair between three-man band and then the combination of Tons of Funk and R-Truth. Tons of Funk, Brodus Clay and Tenzai are in blue, and the Funkadactyls are in orange-ish gold for some odd reason. Um, I thought they normally match, but whatever. And... They, they wanted to throw you off. And this was this was a six-man tag match that lasted less than three minutes. I mean, it was... Um, Slater got a kick in. A couple, a couple stumps yes. on Tensai. Hot tag to R-Truth, who clean house. Double splash on the gender by Bros and Tensai, which then led into... Uh, I don't know if R-Truth has named his finisher. I don't know if we have a name for it. He used to, he used to name his finisher the lie detector, but I think he changed it. That move used to be called pay dirt. But nonetheless, double splash by Tons of Funk and then the Pater by R-Truth. Quick, 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 quick win by R-Truth and Tons of Funk in the last match. Like, like we, we were watching on the DVR. It was 5-2 when this match began. I'll be honest with you. This match felt extremely random for me. It was pretty it just random. felt like, let's throw in. We have a couple minutes left. But those six guys are going to be at the payback pay-per-view as Lumberjacks. Don't forget. Oh, I mean. Yes. Did anybody see Lord Tensai in NJPW? Because this guy was a mastodon. He was a badass. He had these Japanese inscriptions going across his face. And when he came to WWE, he was the man he, to beat John Cena, to beat The Undertaker, to beat The Rock. Uh, well, I don't know that far. He did not beat The Rock. He, but he he was, he, no, I didn't say he beat him, but he was getting ready to fight these guys. And then suddenly he puts on a tank top and says, somebody's got my mama? Well, somebody called my mama, number one. Oh, I thought, well, yeah. Somebody no, called my mama. But, but number two, I just, a random side question. You have time to watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, but not time to watch NXT? Hey, man, I like, uh, <laughs> I have a special taste. Yeah, I get, I, well, hey, New Japan Pro Wrestling is awesome, too. But honestly, the way that Tensai was going with, with, with his gimmick... It clearly wasn't working out, and they couldn't figure out anything to do with it. Putting him with Brodus saved his job. Saved his job. I'd quit and go back to NJPW if I were him. I completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. He was, like, kind of falling off the cliff, and then it saved his job. Yes. him up together. And and, and he, I mean, it's just, you know, obviously on TV, who knows in the back. But he appears like he's having fun with his role. He knows what his role is. He's part of a mid-card tag team. That you know that is there mainly for the kids. 
They got the Funkadactyls there, so he's just having fun dancing and occasionally win and occasionally lose. I really question if he's having fun. In fact, I, if I were to do a psycho, some psychoanalysis on this guy, and I do have a psychological b- background, I would say this man's super depressed. Because no, this guy well, came in to but, be a main eventer, a main eventer to go one-on-one with Cena, and now he's singing about mamas and dancing in the ring. He's a joke like he was with Pri- as Prince Albert cross-dressing. It's just, it's just as bad. I mean, that's why he went to NJPW I, and reinvented himself. I know he's not like the same caliber as you're used to, but he has... A, He's still a very entertaining, and yeah. I, you know I think a lot of people like watching him. He, I think he's probably grateful. For I don't, what, I don't, I don't have a problem on. with it. I mean, and now with this role, you know, he's also being a part of more charity events, the Be a Star campaigns, things yeah, like that. Absolutely. You know, so that those are more money. Those are more exposure to the superstars. You want those opportunities. He wasn't going to get it as ten as. Well, he's still Tensai, but he wasn't going to get it as... Lord Tensai. Lord Tensai, thank you. He's getting it as Sweet Tea. (laughs) <laughs> he's almost more entertaining as Sweet but we'll, right we got to get ready to start yeah. wrapping this up so what would we give our star rating for this you go first I'm giving this match a one star this was terrible <laughs> we are mono e mono tonight one star buddy. one star okay. yeah our, our numbers were very similar today yep. Yep. Ichiban lucky number number one star as well one star. wow we all wow. hated that six man tag match yes we've got a trifecta here I like it well but overall main event was packed tonight um, the Seamus Barrett match like we said was fantastic can I just say that they did not spell Seamus' name right in the audience twice. It was either Sheamus or Shamus. <laughs> it's not an easy name. It's uh, uh, it's an easy name. Spell uh, it. Spell it right now. Go. S-H-E-A-M-U-S. Yeah, there you go. Boom. Smart. Smart. Kaori is smart. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's what we got for this week's for WWE Main Event After Buzz. We will be back here next week. Same time, same channel. But if you want to talk to us in the meantime, Cameron Cash, how can people reach out to you? Real quick, Chris Minji asked me in the chat, what does glow mean when I was mentioning about Justin Gabriel? Watch The Last Dragon and you'll know exactly what it means. You can find me at LA Exposed. No E before the X. Look for me, people. I love you. Corey. He loves you. He loves him. Do you love him, Corey? Yes. No, I'm saying the people. I don't, I'm not talking oh, about Cameron. I love the people. Do you love Cameron too, though? Yes, and okay. you. Oh, thank you. All right, where can people find you, Corey? You can follow me at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S on Twitter, on all my Facebook page, and please join me this Saturday at noon here at AfterBuzz TV for Game Control Live. All right, and you could follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. You could also watch me if you enjoy NBC's The Voice. I do the AfterBuzz for that on Monday nights. And if you're in the L.A. Hollywood area, all next week is the 2013 Los Angeles Improv Comedy Festival at iOS. I'm there every night performing and hosting over the next week. Next week, you guys are going to see me. I'm going to be a freaking zombie because I'm, I'm up to like 2 a.m. every night next week for that festival. If you're around, hope to see you. See some shows there. For Cameron and Kaori, I'm Christian Rosenberg. We will see you next week. And make sure you download CerealBuddies.com. CerealBuddies. CerealBuddies. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Sarah Buddies. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.